0: Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, and welcome to yet another edition of the Pure Digital Passion Podcast with me, Moses Kemibaro. Today's show is something that I've been looking forward to for the last couple of weeks, ever since I was a judge at the ICX, that's the Institute of Customer Experience Kenya event, where we were celebrating exceptional uh, customer experience from a number of organizations, and during this particular event, Um, One of the organizations that won more than two prizes, actually three different categories, uh, was actually the NCBA Group. And this gave me an opportunity to meet their team and more importantly, meet their deputy director and head of customer experience, Elizabeth Okomba. So Elizabeth is here with us today to tell us a little bit about her personal customer experience journey, the things that she's doing at NCBA Group, and more importantly, what we can learn from her about what constitutes or is involved in creating exceptional customer experience within organizations thank you very much for joining us today
1: thank you for having me moses it's my pleasure
0: so liz um i know that i've come to you very quickly you know after just two weeks and of course last week you also won a personal award I'm not wrong. <laughs> maybe you can also tell us about that
1: uh thank you moses so after the pomp of uh, ncba scooping uh three out of the four awards that were for the icx service excellence award Um, I won a global award, so now I'm a customer experience leader, um, and I was awarded for culture.
0: Fantastic. And as we say in blog world, you know, we always like to, and podcasting, we always like to say being first is everything. Yes. So I'm delighted to have you on the Pure Digital Passion Podcast Thank to you. share with us your journey. And of course, congratulations again on your success in this area. Thank you. So Liz, I'd like us to start off by you telling us a little bit about your personal and professional background. Uh, and especially more importantly, how this then led you into your current low heading customer experience at NCBA Group.
1: Okay. Um. Currently a banker, a word that I've not used uh, in a very long time uh, because my background was in the airline industry. So I started off my profession um, in the airline and uh, I worked for Swiss International Airlines and I had also uh, the opportunity to work for Virgin Atlantic Airlines. That's where I exited my airline career and moved into banking. I moved into banking to start off um, a service excellence role at uh, CBA. And uh, I did that for um, three, four years. Then I moved to NIC. And that's where it gets interesting. Mm. (laughs) Um, I worked in NIC for another three, four years. And uh, we had the merger that now formed NCBA. And uh, the merger that um, happened, I actually did uh, lead that uh, particular merger. I was the major lead, and uh, that's how NCBA was born in October 2019. I then moved on to start a business process uh, management department. I headed that at NCBA before I then moved back to my current role, which is the group uh, head of customer experience and uh, deputy director.
0: So it sounds to me like you have a multidisciplinary background in the sense that you've kind of moved within the organizations, but also different roles and different activities like the merger and the process management, yes? Yes. And how has this been informing in terms of the customer experience role that you now serve? Has this been a key component in serving you today in terms of how you do your your work and how you run your department? Uh,
1: From uh, entering banking, uh, being a non-banker, and getting the roles that I've had, i have actually been very surprising to me. Uh, banking is very difficult and um, I guess a club in itself so coming in from aviation and having to learn the ropes to the point of where I've given the opportunity to lead the merger and now actually settling the organization in terms of customer experience I'm very honored and privileged to have that. Um, Out of the various roles that I've had I've learned a lot a lot about banking and now that's why today I can sit here and call myself a banker (laughs) something that I would not do um, a few years ago.
0: Now Let's talk a little bit about customer experience from the perspective of the fact i think in probably the better part of the last 10 years i think the whole perception has changed i think back in the day we used to call it customer service it was more like if i can use that word almost like putting a, a band aid when things are not working but it feels to me that based on me especially as being a judge in this particular uh forum where i got to look at entries and of course so the one that uh and CBA Putino, which is a very strong entry. It seemed to me that this has become something that is almost permeating the entire organization, that it's no longer something that you just add on on the top, but it has to really be almost built into the propositions, built into what you do. And maybe you can just tell us a little bit about that that transition from just customer service, which is fix the problem, to making it a cultural reality within the organization.
1: So everybody understands what customer service is. Very few people understand what customer experience is. Mm. Um, In fact, a lot of people ask me, what do you do, Liz? We really don't understand what you do. Now, the customer service that we knew of or that we know of is a reactive way of managing your customers. It's when a problem has happened and the customer is reaching out to you either to um, ask a question or to get a problem solved. Now, customer experience is the most strategic way of managing the experience that your customers go through. So you think about it, and you actually curate curate it, monitor it, and manage it so that you're giving the end product, the end experience that a customer actually wants. And that's what people do not understand. They think that customer experience happens magically, or... um, The experience you want to give customers is something that will just happen. You actually have to plan for it. You have to be intentional about it for you to lead in that particular space.
0: And when you think about customer experience sort of from a strategic standpoint, right, what are some of the implications and outcomes of that? Because some people might say, or some organizations might say, this is an expense versus an investment. But what are sort of the things you've seen within this function and role Um, how important has customer experience become to the success of organizations today?
1: The organizations that do not think about customer experience are actually treading on very dangerous grounds. Now, let me go back to why businesses exist. Businesses exist to make money. Mm. And you make money through customers. So if you're not thinking of the customer and the experience you're giving the customer, then how do you make money? So, gone are the days of saying that um, customer service or customer experience is a cost to the business. It's actually the foundation of the business. If you do not put customer experience first, then your business is very short-term thinking and will not survive in the long term.
0: So, you're sort of executing your function in customer experience and I I imagine, you know, even within the NCBA framework, you probably had to... I suppose, introduce it or to yes. give it higher priority at the C-level suite. You know, how did you go about possibly educating or creating that sense of urgency and importance so that customer experience is front and center of the corporate strategy?
1: Oh, that's that's the hard thing. And, and uh, that's what a lot of customer experience practitioners are struggling with, um, whereby Um, the organization, the board, the management does not understand what customer Mm. experience is. So drawing that picture and uh, creating that importance in the organization has to be very intentional. Now, one of the key ways to do it is you have to ensure that your customer experience strategy is one aligned with the organizational strategy. Mm. Secondly, and most important, is that the culture of the organization has to be a customer oriented, customer-focused, (laughs) customer-obsessed culture for you to succeed. And uh, you have to have programs and plans into place to be able to drive that. Once everybody understands the direction that you're going and what it means to them, what it means to the customer, and how you're returning, how the return on investment is showing to the business, then you're home drive. Before you connect those two, then you'll always be a Lone Ranger on the side mm. trying to pull um, into a direction that most probably is in the opposite direction of where the business wants to go.
0: So what you'd say is that others who are in the customer experience, uh, practitioners, yes. this is something they need to inculcate in the approach that they take to get you know, buy-in. You
1: cannot it. be a Lone Ranger. Mm. You cannot be a Lone Ranger. You have to move with the organization.
0: Now, this is something I saw very clearly uh, when I was looking at NCBA's entry into the uh, awards and, of course, clearly one of the reasons why um, you were successful and very clearly articulated how I think customer experience cuts across all the operational aspects of the business. Yes. Uh, What does that take? Because for me, it almost felt like an orchestration of many moving parts that make it actually possible. Maybe we can talk a little about the technologies, the CRMs, and all these things that you sort of bring to play to make this possible?
1: Um, I like that you bring that point, Moses. Um, Customer experience has to be led from the front. Mm. And when I say that, it has to be led from the board. So that everything orchestrates, the word that you have used, everything orchestrates, the organization is all pulling to deliver to the customer. Not one department. It's not an IT thing. Mm. It's not a list thing. It's not a HR thing. It has to be led from the board. So the board creates the vision. The board says we are going to be a customer-focused organization and customer experience is going to come first. So when the board says that, then everybody aligns. And your overall strategy, the bank strategy, the business strategy focuses on the customer. Yes. Then all functions, IT, HR, You know, procurement.
0: (laughs) Even procurement, yeah? Yes, if you don't
1: procure fast enough, then our customers are not going to get what they need to get.
0: There's a cascading effect, right? Yes,
1: security. Everybody is now singing about the customer.
0: Now, this is profound because what... So, obviously, there's the the technical or the operational piece, but let's talk about the cultural side because Mm. I believe that sometimes historically, people have always had a notion that banks almost have an antagonistic relationship with their very own customers mm. you know the process of sometimes applying for a loan or when you need assistance it almost feels like in many instances at least in my memory that they're doing you a favor mm-hmm. you know whereas in this instance it sounds like as a bank you are literally putting them at the heart of everything you do how do you move from that historical context to where now you are obsessed as an organization with your customers
1: um maybe at NCBA we had the opportunity and a golden opportunity to just step back and redefine. Um, being four years old now, we, we reframed, uh, redefined our, our culture. So we defined our values, we said who we are and what we stand for. And the customer is at the center of everything that we do. And once we defined our culture and went through a whole culture journey of who we are, creating our identity, defining what our values are, defining what our our behaviors are. We are driven, we are open, we are responsive, we are trusted. That is the, you know, and we are the go-getters and that's what we give our customers. Then from there, overlaying on top uh, customer experience, the NCBA, became very easy Mm. because the culture of the organization is a direct reflection of what we want for our customers. So... Sometimes it's a buzzword to say that we are customer obsessed and many organizations say that. But when you look at their values and how the culture is, it's in the direct opposite of of being customer obsessed and saying that we are doing this to deliver for the customer. So customer experience, I, I, I say it again, cannot be done by a department, cannot be done by an individual. It has to be organizational wide. It has to be led by the board. The vision has to be driven by, by the leader of the bank. But most importantly, your culture has to be right. Have you defined your culture and are you living it? As you say, yeah, are you living it?
0: Out, yeah.
1: Are you holding teams accountable to that culture?
0: And that's across the board. Yeah.
1: Yes. Are you holding teams accountable? And what are the structures you've put in place to hold teams accountable to deliver to the customer? Then it starts falling in place. But if you're in a silo thinking you're going to drive it, then you might do it, but it will be very disjointed and it's going to be very difficult and there'll be a lot of frustrations. So culture is the foundation to customer experience.
0: Wow. Now I want to go back to something that just came to my mind. I saw a lot of discussions and even during the awards event recently, Around the internal customer. Mm. And how it is so important to also serve the internal customer to deliver exceptional ex- external customer experience. Maybe you can talk a little bit about how that is critical. I think it ties very nicely back into the conversation around culture.
1: So, um, at NCBA, we we have three X's.
0: Uh-huh. Okay. Um, three X's. Wow. <laughs> I like that.
1: Customer experience, employee experience, and brand experience. Uh-huh. The employee experience delivers the customer experience. The customer experience delivers the brand experience. Mm. Customers um, interact with the brand through the different touch points that we have as a bank. And those touch points are the ones that tell the customer, make the customer say good or bad things about the brand. So they cannot be in isolation. We can put our billboards out there saying, go for it. But if our, if our customers don't feel us, don't feel the brand going for it, then we've not delivered. So our foundation, once again, I always talk about foundations, is ensuring that our employees have a good employee experience within the bank. And if you follow our awards journey, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, there was the employee of, of the employee of the year award that happened, I think, a week or two before the ICX award. Uh-huh. We were second runners up for um, Best uh, Best place to work, best oh, workplace. Oh, fantastic. So all these things, you see, if you notice our journey and you start following the journey of NCA, uh, NCBA, they're, they're starting to come together. Employees are very important part of us. We want to be the employer of choice. And um, how then we tie customer experience to employee experience is by the different activities we have within the organization to ensure that our employees are actually driving the customer experience. So I give you an example um, we run an internal customer satisfaction survey twice okay, a year. Okay. And we rate each other as departments. They are departments that give internal customer experience. Mm. So if my internal customer is, uh, for example, I don't know, a business unit, they will rate me. And you will start seeing that if, if, if our ratings internally are not adding up, then you see that our exter- when we go back to external customers, we see, we see it. We see the, disjoint- the di- disjointedness. And when our internal customer uh, uh, satisfaction ratings are going up, we also notice that our external customer experience ratings are also going up. So you have to measure those. Because employees are delivering into the customer. All these things, you know, you want to start asking me about CRM and all that. Who's doing that?
0: It's people. Yes. And teams.
1: Systems are just enablers. Correct. Systems are just but enablers. A branch is there, but there are human beings working at a branch to deliver to the customer. So if you're not monitoring the internal customer experience, it, um, you'd be doing yourself a disservice to go and start asking your customers about what is the experience.
0: Wow. Yes. So inward change. Yes. So inward quality reflects an external yes. quality as well. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you have a very unique experience I think the fact that you are leading the merger of these two different banks and Mm. bringing them together I myself was an NIC customer for many years before the merger I remember even at the time we looked at it with a bit of skepticism uh, as customers Um, but obviously it was not an easy process Mm. I imagine but can you tell us a little bit about that process and how maybe it also plays back into unifying culture and how that redefines customer experience because I think you're you had a very unique case. And then I think on top of that, you then went straight into the pandemic. Mm. And I would almost imagine there's probably an interesting element of how you started using digital transformation to deliver exceptional service at different touch points. Because now customers could not come into the branch the way they used to. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my So gosh. two perspectives. The merger and, of course, uh, transformation as a result of digital and the pandemic. Um, yeah.
1: I, I say this to anyone I meet. <laughs> <laughs> I know why you're smiling. (laughs) And any opportunity I have to speak, mergers are hard. Yeah? Mergers are disruptive. Um, You're bringing in two processes together of two different institutions. uh, Two products together, merging them into one product that you want to offer the customer. Two systems together that you have to merge to deliver to this one, the customer you've brought into this institution. But Moses, the most difficult part of a merger is merging two cultures. That, if anyone asks me uh, what I learned out of um, the experience of, of, of leading a merger is merging cultures, is hard. And uh, for NCB, it's actually a success story. Uh, mergers take three years to settle, if you're lucky. But uh, <clears throat> you lose um, a lot of customers in the process. And uh, you also lose a lot of um, uh, employees in, in the process. So merging of cultures is hard. And that is what we concentrated on. Mm. That mm. is what we concentrated on. And um, I'm happy to say we are now four years old. And uh, we are now one NCBA that is delivering strongly to our customers. And we've just begun. And uh, we are very excited about the journey that, that is ahead of us. So, the merger experience was one that was eye-opening, but um, one that solidified the fact that for you to give your customers a good experience, you just have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. And that's the journey that we've been going through. Ours was even more difficult because once we were done with the merger in October 2019, in February 2020, we had to go home and sell our customers from home. And yet, we still had... This whole roadmap of, 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 of stabilization that was ahead of us, um, which we, we are just um, uh, getting to the tail end and happy that we are now uh, getting awards and recognition for the journey that we have, we have taken, taken in place. But digital transformation is a big part of our strategy. Mm-hmm. We are accelerating that. And uh, we, we want our customers to benefit from that intentional journey that we are undertaking. Mm. Yes.
0: What are some of the specific changes you had to make in service delivery or service experience brought on by the fact that the pandemic came? Things that have now become part of your normal process. Maybe it's new technologies, mm. new methodologies. What sort of things did you have to do to sort of create these additional digital touch points for your customers?
1: Um, one, you, um, again, starting from inside, we, we had to make it easy for our employees to, you know, uh, the go-getters to work from wherever they can mm-hmm. and deliver from, for the customer wherever they can. But also enhancing um, our various um, online touch points so our customers can be able to transact in an easier way. So we have to ensure that our customers can deposit money into the bank and withdraw money at whatever point they want using whatever channel they have. So um, our mobile banking, our online banking, our ATMs, our cash deposit machines, we just had to make them more reliable, more convenient for our customers to be able to to transact. We are also still not abandoning the branches. If you've Mm. been following our, our journey, we are still expanding. Um, our branches and we should be at 100 branches by the end of, of, of um, next year.
0: Wow. Okay. So,
1: well, everyone thinks that cutting back branches is the way to go, no. As much as we are strengthening our digital channels, we still want our customers to be able to reach us by increasing our footprint across the country and and uh, obviously the region in which we operate in. Okay. Yes.
0: Now, when it comes to obviously establishing and, you know, making sure customer experience is at the core, Uh, of what you do as an organization and within your department and your teams. um, What are some of the challenges that you see, you know, doing what you do, uh, maintaining such high standards? What are some of the things that, you know, one would need to think about to make this work for the organization?
1: You have to be able to take a step back and an audit of where you are as an organization and what you want to do. Um, So for us, uh, just where we were as an organization, just enhancing our, our systems and ensuring that we do work around our contact center, ensuring we transform our contact center and the way we offer our services to our customers. But, and most importantly, just defining our standards. What are the standards we want to give our customers? And ensuring that everyone in the organization is very clear about NCBA way. We want our way.
0: A unique <laughs> yes, way. Yes,
1: a unique way. Um, that's, that's hard. That's hard, and and passing on this message to everyone and saying this is the NCBA way. We want to know our customers. What does it mean about by knowing your customer mm. and to know Moses? What are his struggles? What are his ambitions? Yeah, and how do I partner with him as a bank? We want to back you.
0: <laughs> I know, but I, well, I do know.
1: <laughs> yes, we want but to back you. We want to make it easy for you to do your transactions. Yes. Um, we want to be able to meet you at your point of need. Give you a loan when you need that loan. An overdraft when you need that overdraft. Know when you need that overdraft. Sometimes offering it to you when you don't even think you yeah. need it. Yeah. But most importantly, how do we wow you? How do we go over and above the service, the normal service that we give you? Mm. Moving away from being transactional to, being, to making sure that we have a tight relationship with you, Moses, and your business and your family. Yeah. That is our customer promise. So how do you ensure that everyone in the organization is rallied behind that customer promise? True. Yeah. We have key matrices in the customer experience space and tracking that.
0: Mm. The data and the measurement is key. On a
1: day-to-day basis and ensuring that we are holding ourselves accountable. What is the governance structure around Uh, the customer experience strategy? And the governance structure is being owned and you're being held accountable both by your group managing director and your board. Our board tracks our net promoter score and asks very tough questions about it. And the other KPIs that surround customer experience. So there has to be that commitment. It does not happen by fluke. Customer experience does not happen by fluke.
0: It's something you have to work on. I know it's scientific. It is a science. But
1: nobody thinks about it that way. Yeah. People think about customer experience, about giving cakes and flowers.
0: Or the customer service week.
1: Yes, or customer service week. It's way bigger than that. Right now, a customer experience practitioner needs to know about technology.
0: Actually, you can't deliver modern customer experience. Where are my
1: customers operating from?
0: very much data-driven. Yes,
1: my customers are operating from the phone. Who am I competing with for, my, for time? I'm com- competing with Facebook, Amazon, Google. That's the experience my customers have. So if my mobile application or a mobile application does not meet those standards, the customer will say we are jokers.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so obviously, and I think this is something that I'm very proud of, You know, the fact that you know NCBA is a, a bank that was started here in Kenya. It works regionally. Um, and clearly you're aiming for what I'd I'd call world-class standards in customer experience. But in your view, what would you say is the state of customer experience in in Kenya and the region today? You know, probably your organization is at the apex of standards, but what can we do to uplift or improve the standards broadly across the entire region?
1: Um, There's been a huge shift. In the last five, six, seven years, there's been a huge shift. Um, I see organizations... Um, investing in customer experience. Customer experience is being elevated. Uh, We have the likes of the Institute of Customer Experience who are um, holding us to account and uh, ensuring that, you know, we are raising the standards um, um, across uh, not only Kenya, but but Africa. Mm. So a lot, a lot has changed. The conversation has shifted. The conversation has been elevated. And uh, the customer experience um the customer experience is actually getting even space in the boardroom yeah we see a lot of organizations that are talking about we are a customer obsessed organization
0: Mm.
1: and uh you know that 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 makes me happy and we're getting there we are not yet there yet
0: (laughs) yeah but it's coming to. but it's coming there yeah yes And I think that's critical because as you said, you know, the customer is everything now Mm. in terms of longevity and success as a business. But I'd like to shift gears and maybe talk a little bit about the profession of customer experience. Mm. Um, And again, not the customer service we knew, but customer experience. What are some of the things that you think uh, a person who's contemplating or considering a career in this area should look at, um, you know, in terms of what they could do to prepare them for such a role um, and possibly... Maybe the kind of attitude or personality they need to have to be successful as a customer experience practitioner?
1: First, it's a very difficult role. Very, very difficult. And um, the one thing you need to have is passion. And your passion has to radiate because you have to be able to permeate your passion through the organization.
0: Mm.
1: You are visionary. You are leading the vision of the customer in your organization. Now, to lead the vision of the customer in the organization, sometimes it takes um, the fighting. Because you are the ambassador of the customer. You are the customer in the room.
0: The voice of the The customer. The voice
1: of the customer. You are the voice of the customer. So you need to be able to uh, be that person who's seen as the voice of the customer seen as pushing that agenda and having the zeal of pushing that agenda. Now, customer experience practitioners have been uh, sometimes labeled as being very emotional. So I, I tell my fellow colleagues, as much as you have the passion and zeal, also have the knowledge to drive your agenda. Don't be the one who's just bringing problems to the table mm. and not... Helping the organization solve those problems. Come with
0: the solution.
1: Sometimes not only coming with the, not necessarily coming to the so, with the solution, but bringing a team together to come up with the solution and ensuring that you also help them basically handhold them to deliver that particular solution because you know what it means when you deliver that particular solution for your customer. Mm. So, what are the key pain points in your organization, and how can you then rally teams around you? to be able to eliminate that particular pain point. And when you eliminate that pain point, bring the teams, ag- the teams together again to celebrate that we've won uh, for the customer.
0: Yes, absolutely. Yes.
1: Now, um, when you ask me about the skills that you need, you need to be very aware. But it's becoming very evident that you have to have um, the, what do you call that? The IT...
0: <laughs> ah, you need to have some foundational understanding yes. of the IT, the technology yes, because
1: you you're going to have very tough conversations with your IT partners mm. you're going to have very tough conversations with your operational partners you're going to hold HR in check to ensure that they're delivering the employee experience
0: but yeah. even finance you yes. need yes. millions of shillings yes. to acquire these platforms you need yeah? to be
1: able to defend um, uh, new initiatives that you want to bring into the organization and show the return that it's going to bring to the organization. So people look at the bottom line.
0: Everybody Actually, looks, on that note, how do you show the ROI?
1: Everybody looks at the bottom line. So if you're not able to show the ROI for your initiatives, then that becomes a very difficult sell. And you'll, be, you'll, you'll struggle quite a bit. So how do you write your business cases? How do you show benefit realization um, from a process perspective? Customers returning, mm, retaining sharing. customers, yes, increasing share of wallets. Those are the words that need to be able to come out of your mouth. It cannot be from an emotional aspect.
0: This is not fluffy, yeah? <laughs> that
1: my customers are not happy. Yes, customers are not happy, but...
0: <laughs> you need to have the backing yes, of the detail. Yes, you need
1: to be able to, to, have, to have the backing. And even if you do not have that skill, who do you need to partner with in the organization to help you demonstrate that whatever you're pushing for, for the customers, yes. will actually change the bottom line.
0: Precisely. Yeah. Wow. Wow. So, so you have to bring the numbers. Yeah.
1: So um, a customer experience um, professional now is becoming stretched <laughs> in terms of the number of things they need to know. We're talking about finance. you are talking about IT. You know, you're talking about business because you're working with business. You have operations here. Uh, when you're talking about operations, how do you streamline operations? So it's easier for us to deliver to the customer. Mm.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, I think there's something that you also mentioned to me earlier that I think is important, and I think it plays into this broader conversation about the implications of artificial intelligence, Mm. uh, things like machine learning, um, and I think this other RPA, Robotic Process Automation, which I know you also led at uh, NCBA. Can you talk a little bit about that and how maybe it's starting to sort of become a part and parcel of the customer experience initiatives that you're undertaking at NCBA?
1: I don't know if it's the fourth or, or fifth industrial revolution,
0: or oh, the 4 I R, yes, yes.
1: For the customer experience space is um, data-driven customer experience. Mm. And um, how do you use that data to offer personalization to your customer? Mm. So in this uh, fifth, fourth industrial revolution, we are now talking about artificial intelligence. Uh, and that comes up in generative AI, conversational AI, and all those AI, AI yes, things. Yes,
0: all those things, yeah. Yes,
1: um, using data to make decisions better. Um, customers want products immediately. So how are we using data for credit scoring? What is the next best product for a customer? Uh, serving customers bet- better. Now, insights. All the data we have within the bank, What are the insights that are going to help us to elevate the service that we're giving our customers? And how then do we tie data to our CRM to be able to help frontline teams serve customers better? Yeah? How do I know what Moses wants, what Moses' business wants, and how do I even help him see what he wants and Mm. he doesn't even know? Mm. All this is, is coming back to data. But now, not only data for the customer, but data for the internal customer. How do we make it easy for internal customers to work, to serve their customers better, to serve their customers more efficiently, yeah, without having to move Excel from one, one space to another? Now, um, for example, um, um, one, uh, one of the units that reports into me is the contact center. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the channels we respond back to our customers is through email. <clears throat> the technology is going so fast that right now, the equivalent of ChatGPT, if I offer that to my contact center agent, they don't have to spend time typing emails. The email is generated for them. They look at it and see, it fit for purpose? And they just click send. It's increasing productivity. And they're able to serve more of our customers mm. with higher quality. With higher quality. Yeah. We have, um, um, for example, um, when I talk about um, the contact center once again, yes. we have all these agents who talk to our customers. Correct. That's a lot of data, a lot of data. So before we had to, or what we are currently doing, and we are going to soon move away from that, is from a quality perspective, for me to know that we are offering the quality based on the standards we have set, uh, we have to listen to calls, rate Manual, the calls. Yeah. How many calls do, I, do we get into the, into the contact center a day? 5,000. If I go across the organization, wow. maybe another 6,000 calls wow. a day. Right now, if I get all that data and um, we're able to listen into the conversation using AI, get out key, key topics that are coming out and help us generate FAQs, address problems based on where our customers are calling in using one person. As opposed to maybe two, a dozen people listening to calls, and we are only able to listen to one call or three calls or ten it's calls not a day. Yes, but now I can listen to five thousand calls and get out key issues for me to make faster decisions again for my customer to enhance my processes, to enhance my products, to enhance my services, to enhance my systems again for the customer. Yeah. So if I'm not aware about how AI works. If I'm not aware that robotic process automation can make it easy for me to deliver a process of automation through process mining to make it simple for me to make, uh, to, to I don't know, um, do a payment process. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Then um, really, how how can I lead customer experience?
0: So you're really in the mix. You're yes. Compli- you need to understand AI. You need to understand the payoff. Yes. Potentially efficiencies, impact, um, in ways that were not possible before, and I completely agree with you. On and that. it's
1: moving at a terrific speed. So this is
0: happening. <laughs> it's coming. Wow! It's
1: it's here with us. It's not coming. It's here. <laughs> so, um, are you prepared? And how fast are you moving? And are you holding the rest of the organization, uh, and your partners who you work with, to accelerate? So that you can quickly jump onto that wave because Africa is not being left out of this industrial wave.
0: We're very much at the front we of We
1: have to lead
0: it. Correct. We have wow. to
1: lead it. We've been pioneers in the payment space and uh, we we need to be um, at the forefront of of, of adapting to AI and all the new stuff that's coming with it.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I think as I'm talking to you more and more, Lisa, I'm now understanding why NCBA is where it is on customer experience. You're clearly very well versed on the next practices, Mm. uh, what is coming, uh, more importantly, uh, what it takes. And I saw that very much again in your entry, which was so impressive uh, in the customer uh, service awards. Now, I want to come back to kind of talking about the things that you would say to business leaders of organizations, large and small, what are the things they need to be thinking about going forward? You know, let's talk about the future, the way forward in terms of practices. We've already talked about AI as a technology. What are the things they need to be thinking about from your perspective to achieve that superior world-class customer experience, maybe in the context of the next two to five years? Okay.
1: First, customer experience has to be in the boardroom.
0: Okay. Right at the top. Yeah. Yes.
1: Because... Uh, again, you only make money if you make your customer happy.
0: Mm. Uh,
1: businesses exist to deliver to customers. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> most importantly, you have to think about your employees.
0: Aha. Uh-huh. That internal customer. Yes. Critical. Your internal
1: customer is the one who delivers to your external customer. Employee experience, your employee value proposition has to come to the forefront. You have to invest in your culture. You have to have an intentional culture that is geared towards the customer. You have to back it up with technology. And that means investing in technology. Customers are interacting with us through our digital platforms, that's mobile phone.
0: (laughs) More than anything. More than
1: anything. So if you're not delivering your services where it's mobile fast, you will lose a big chunk of the market that you are trying to attract.
0: What about training, training the teams?
1: Um, training is there. <clears throat> uh, your your team needs to know what they're delivering to their customer. So when you're talking about the employee value proposition and the employee experience, training is is part of that. But um, not only training. How do you organize the how do how do you make it easy for employees to access that information? Mm. Yeah. Um, wow,
0: that's important as well. Yes, is it at their fingertips? Yes. So, to speak? so, in
1: big organizations like ours that have a myriad of products, services, channels, uh, processes, policies, <laughs> um, how do you make it easy for your 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 teams to access that information so they can use it on a need basis? Because again, how much can the brain...
0: <laughs> yeah, on demand. <laughs> yes, yeah.
1: yes. So it needs to be on demand. And how do you make it easy for them to also, you know, um, have tools that they can access this information? If I'm out in the field and I'm selling to a customer, I should be able to just type one, two, three, and everything comes out in a very easy way that I'm able to guide the customer I am in the field. Mm. So you have to invest in that knowledge basis. And uh, now there's also artificial intelligence that's layering on top of your knowledge
0: base. Yes.
1: That now you now have your CRM. You see how all this is coming. Yeah. Your CRM, which now your salesperson is working with uh, their tablet or their phone, and they can be able yeah. to access this information at the palm of their hands.
0: So increasingly leverage technology yes. and also those processes and, and the Moses learning.
1: customer experience cannot be. You can, when you talk about the customer, it's the internal customer and the external customer. So for me. When I look at customer experience, I'm also looking at how easy is it f- for my frontline teams to serve a customer? Bottom something, line. Yes, something as easy as logging into, you know, our core banking system. Mm. How easy is it? Is, is our core banking system um, user-friendly? So one of the, the, the functions I lead in, in the organization is UIUX.
0: So, basically, you're doing everything. (laughs) It sounds to me like the (laughs) the modern customer experience practitioner, for lack of a better word, is almost a jack-of-all-trades because it's all working together. And now, you know, I have to talk about user interface
1: and user experience. And with that comes user research. When our customer is using our mobile app, is it intuitive? And how do I pass on that information to the developers?
0: I know developers is a tricky one because in my experience, a developer will tell you it works. No. But somebody in customer experience says it works, but it it takes five clicks for my customer to do what he needs to do. Exactly.
1: And you have to be able to articulate that. And uh, the customer experience team is the gatekeeper of products and services and channels that are being launched to to the customer. If you do not get keep that and say until customer experience signs off on the experience a customer is going to have with a mobile app, or a product, um, then it cannot go to market. You have to be able to build that capacity that people say, has customer experience signed off? Mm. Because the customer experience person is going to look at the user experience and say, no, for me to do um, a payment transaction, I have to click six times. And yet another app, or when they're using Amazon, they only do one step.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and And you have to benchmark for that. Yes, and you
1: say, we are not ready. We are not ready. And teams have to be able to listen to you and say, okay, we are not ready. What do we need to do?
0: Wow. Wow. I think, Liz, you shared so much here today, but I would like maybe to, to hear maybe just a couple more responses from you. And I think one I'd love to hear about is given where NCBA has reached already with customer experience and you, of course, leading this function, What's next? What can we expect? What can we hope to see in terms of extending that leadership? In terms of growing that potential? Mm. <clears throat>
1: um, first, uh, we we are very excited by the recognition that we've gotten with the various awards that we have received. Um, personally, I'm, I'm very excited to uh, to win a global award, um, customer experience leader in the culture space. That is already a stamp of approval. Mm. And, um, and and it validates that the work we are doing, we need to continue doing it. Mm. And we need to continue um, passing on the message that customer experience does actually make, make a difference. So for us, what we have done um, after the merger is laid down the foundation. Mm-hmm. So now the only way is up.
0: And keep going as, as keep high as you can. And
1: keep going and uh, keep advocating for the customer. Mm. the moment you have the voice of the customer in the room and uh, you are intentionally building product solutions uh, for the customer then you've won
0: fantastic yes i love it Mm -hmm. liz i think you can end there thank you so much for your time thank you for for having me and being on this podcast and i'm so delighted i was the first person to meet you (laughs) after all these accolades and i just want to say that i'm so impressed Uh, like i said i saw your incredible entry the level of detail the level of passion you've, you've sort of expressed here but more importantly the level of work that has clearly gone into making this a possibility and being essentially a, um, a regional bank you know homegrown i think is even more impressive because you're competing with very large organizations that are global in the space but thank you so much and also setting the standard yes. for customer experience within the region i think is fantastic
1: thank you moses for having me and um yeah i would also like to thank the NCBA go getters this journey i say is not a lease journey um, it's, a, it's an organizational-wide journey that is led by our board and our Group Managing Fantastic. Director.
0: All the stakeholders have yes. to make it work. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> and there you have it. Liz has shared with us her journey and also what they're doing in terms of customer experience at NCBA. The future looks bright. The future looks exciting. But more importantly, we're seeing that within the region, our own homegrown organizations are leading the best practices and even adopting the next practices within the customer experience space. Thank you for joining us on the Pure Digital Passion podcast. We'll catch you in the next one.